0: He knows his stuff, and sure enough, Shooting the Bull with Tom Snow Hey everybody, welcome to a special edition of Shooting the Bull with Tom Snow I'm your host, Tom Snow And today we're going to be taking a little break from history Because the Philadelphia Phillies have been making, have been making some history And I want to talk about just the 2022 Philadelphia Phillies season as a whole, the history of the Phillies 2022 history. So, the, the history of the Phillies 2022 season. So, let's get started, shall we? So, obviously, this has been a magical season for someone like me who's been a Phillies fan his whole life. It's been 11 years of not going to the playoffs. Um, Really, 11 years of not of having no winning seasons. I think in last year, 2021, I think they went eighty-two and eighty, which is barely a winning season. So this is like the really the first good, se- not bad season they had in over ten years. So over the off season, the Phillies made some moves. So they signed Kyle Schwarber to a four-year eighty million dollar deal, or four-year seventy-nine million dollar deal. Uh, Kyle Schwarber is a slugger He's a guy who strikes out a lot Gets on base a lot But also hits a lot of home runs uh, They also signed a guy named Nick Castellanos Nick Castellanos is uh, one of the best hitters in baseball At least he was before this year They also signed a closer, Corey Knebel And a few relievers The season got off to kind of a, a dicey start The first two months I think they were 21-29 and 29 Under manager Joe Girardi um, the team just wasn't out looking very good I think the low point of the season You might remember Is when the team blew a 6 run lead In the ninth inning against the Mets In early in early May So really just not a very good Start of the season I think by the end of May I thought the team was done And I think a lot of that went on the manager I think Joe Girardi was just doing a very poor job His bullpen management was bad I don't think he was doing a good job With the clubhouse And I was stoked when they hired Girardi after they released Gabe Kapler, I thought Joe Girardi was the right guy for the job. I was wrong. On June 1st, the Philadelphia Phillies fired Joe Girardi and hired longtime bench coach Rob Thompson to be the interim manager. Everybody at the time th- said, "You fire the manager, what's going to happen? Like the season's not going to turn around." Well, it does. So I think the Phillies go on an eight-game winning streak. They win, I think. I'm making up numbers here, but twelve. They win twelve of the next fourteen games. I was actually lucky enough to go to the one of those games. I believe it was against the Diamondbacks, and it it just I could tell it's a different team. Like this team looked confident. They were throwing strikes, timely hitting, young guys like Bryce and Stott, Alec Boehm, Matt Veerling. Bailey Fulcher, they all started producing I think that's what really turned this season Around and made it Different than seasons in the past And this season I think we see a lot of A lot of journeymen, a lot of young kids Just really like Step up to the plate Nick Maton, Derek Hall You see like this, the, the the lesser known guys contribute And I want to talk about Some of the heroes of this season So Kyle Schwarber I think hits 45 four home runs something 40 something home runs leads the national league in home runs he's having an he had an amazing season Reese Hoskins 246 30 home runs very respectable season JT Realmuto he he had a bit a bit of a down year in 2021 and this year he came back it was he got up to a slow start like the team really picked it up i think he had the best season of his career Bryce Harper was an interesting guy. So in late June, just as the Phillies were going on this epic winning streak, Bryce Harper breaks his thumb. And he is out for two months. And to kind of make things a little more dramatic, uh, Gene Segura, who is probably their second best hitter, also broke his thumb a couple weeks before. So all of a sudden, the Phillies are looking at July and August without their two best hitters. And what do they do? Guys like Schwarber. It's I think Schwarber hits like... 12 home runs in 15 games or something like that. Reese Hoskins steps up. Nick Castellanos, who's been kind of struggling all season long, heats up in August before getting hurt. The pitching this year really stepped up from last year. Zach Wheeler had a very good year. Aaron Nola had a tremendous rebound season. Wheeler and Nola are, I think, one of the best one-two punches in baseball. Ranger Swords really developed into a number three hitter. He, I thought Ranger Suarez had a good season. Bailey Falter made himself look like a good number four or five starter towards the end. They got a guy in Noah Syndergaard who filled filled a need for them. And we could talk more about what they might do in the off season, but I think this, the starting pitching was a strength. The bullpen really figured itself out, and that was something that they couldn't do in previous seasons jose alvarado turned out to be an amazing reliever this is a guy who struggled his first the first two months of the season and was sent down to the minors he was in the minors for a week and he came out guns blazing he was a completely different pitcher i think in the last the second half of the season he was the best he is was the best reliever in all of baseball serenity dominguez another great rebound season this is a guy who missed I want to say close to three seasons With Tommy John He comes back and he is As good as he ever was He was just an amazing story this year uh, Guys like Brad Hand, Corey Kneppel Connor Brogdon they, didn't, they had their bad moments They had their ups and downs But more often than not They, they, they filled the need that the Phillies needed from them uh, Guys like Alec Boehm Had a nice comeback season After a rough year last year they got guys in Brandy Marge and Eduardo Sosa at the trade deadline. Just some good role players to kind of show up the defense. I feel like there's definitely guys I, I forgot to highlight. But it, it was just an overall good season. They struggled towards the end. Honestly, guys, I thought that last week of the season they weren't going to make it. Um, they, lo- they got swept by the Cubs. Harper... Came back in September and was not hitting like himself. And all of a sudden, I think they win three out of four against the Nationals, who are a terrible team this year. And the Milwaukee Brewers choke. So they played the Marlins. And I think they lost three out of four games against the Marlins. So the last series, the Phillies are playing the Houston Astros. The, we're going to find out one of the best teams in baseball. Aaron Nola is on the game is uh, on the mound for game one of that series, And against one of the best lineups in the national in the American League. He throws a I think a seven or eight inning shutout, and Zach Eflin, who is one of the longtime, most tenured players, get, he's a, usually a starting pitcher. Because he got hurt, they turned him to a reliever. He gets the save, and with that save, the Phillies clinch the playoffs for the first time since 2011. So I want to talk about that's that that kind of sets the stage. I want to talk about the playoffs as a whole because this was a, a pretty unique journey. So first on deck we have the National League Wild Card Series against the St. Louis Cardinals. Now this is a little dramatic because remember the St. Louis Cardinals, the team that beat the Phillies in 2011, that one game where Roy Halladay, the last big game of Roy Halladay's career. Was against the St. Louis Cardinals. Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright. Those guys were facing the like the last good Phillies team. Remember that last out that Ryan Howard made? He blew out his Achilles. That was against the Cardinals. Game one is not looks like it's not going the Phillies' way. They are I think they're down two nothing going to the ninth inning. Zach Wheeler pitches a great game. Uh, Alvarado I think makes one bad pitch and gives up a two run home run. In the last inning, though, the ninth inning. The Phillies score six runs in the ninth inning to come back. I think it's one of the most epic comebacks in postseason history. Gene Segura, I think, got the biggest hit. I think he hit a ball that was almost in the dirt, and it was like a bases-clearing double or something like that. He had a big moment. Game two, uh, I think it was basically all Aaron Nola. He dominated that St. Louis lineup. Bryce Harper hit a home run. I think that that might have been the only run of the game. A Bryce Harper home run and an Aaron Nola complete game shutout or something like that. Or an eight inning shutout and then I think David Robertson got the save or something like that. The Phillies sweep the Cardinals and advance the next round. For me, I thought that was all I needed to see. They revenged 2011, they got to the playoffs, they swept the, the Cardinals Revenge I thought, I thought that's as far as he needed to go But on, on to the National League Division Series They're facing the Atlanta Braves The defending world champion Atlanta Braves The Atlanta Braves that managed at the last second to overcome the New York Mets That won 101 games and managed to win the division Those Atlanta Braves Game 1 was, I was at work during this game, so I, I kind of missed it. But I, I remember the Phillies got off to a, a really hot start. They scored like four runs. Um, I think it was 7-1 to one, Phillies at one point. And the Braves kind of came back at the end. And the Phillies were barely able to hold on. They won 7-6. to six. It was probably more dramatic than that. I was at work. I have a new job. I want to make a good impression. I didn't want to be watching the game while I'm at work. But... Um, Phillies. I think Nick. this is the Nick Castellanos game. I think he scored. He got like three runs and three RBIs. I think a really good game by Castellanos. Game 2. Zach Wheeler is on the mound. He throws six shutout innings. Um, Unfortunately, the Atlanta Braves pitcher also pitches six shutout innings. Something I think Wheeler, I think it just the fatigue catches up. He gives up three runs. And the Phillies don't score any runs. So the Phillies lose. The C- The series is tied 1-1. But it's going to Citizens Bank Park. I know I was frustrated the past 10 years. No one seemed to care about the Phillies at all. And I was worried about Citizens Bank Park being dead and not having a lot of fans. Even this season when they were actually good, I didn't see like the crowds really... People were still not really coming to the games. There were... More people were. They're probably two thirds full to capacity, but it is. It didn't. I, I was worried about there not being a lot of life in the stadium. Boy, was I wrong! This crowd was electric. I remember. I was Friday evening. I had a a, a work happy hour or something like that. Uh, I saw Bryson Stott get that RBI single off. I think it was yeah. Spencer Strider, who's might be one, he's like the National League Rookie of the Year candidate or something like that. So we're winning one nothing. I was like, oh, if we just hold on, if Aaron Nolke can just pitch her way out of that. Then I think it was two guys on, Reese Hoskins at the plate. Reese was struggling. Reese Hoskins, is a very hot and cold hitter. Reese Hoskins belts this home run into left field, and he spikes his bat. And I remember going nuts. It's four nothing Phillies. JT gets a hit, Atlanta pulls their starter, puts in their bullpen, Harper's up, Harper hits a moonshot to center field, it is 6-0, and I think the Phillies win either 9-0 or 9-1, they take game two, and I realize this is a special team, this is a special moment. And then we're on to game four. So game four, it was Noah Syndergaard, who was a legend for the Mets in the postseason, um, against Charlie Morton, a guy, again, another two veteran pitchers who you know how to pitch in the postseason. Uh, I think it was like a third or fourth inning. It was two guys on. It was Brandon Marsh. Brandon Marsh is a guy who's brought for his defense. Two guys on. Belts a home run to right field, and I was going nuts. Like, I could not believe what I was seeing. Three nothing Phillies in an elimination game. The Phillies win. They go home. Uh, the Braves. I think someone gets a homer for the Braves. The next inning, it's three to one. Next inning, J.T. Realmuto's up. He hits a ball to off the center field wall, and I thought this might be a triple. Ronald Acuna Jr., who is one of the best players in baseball, did not was slow to pick up the ball. He was kind of lollygagging. He didn't back up the center fielder, and as a result, J.T. Realmuto doesn't get to third. He gets the home. He's the first catcher in baseball to hit an inside-the-park home run. It was just an an amazing moment. 4-1 Phillies. Atlanta scores another run. It's 4-2. I think in the 7th inning, the Phillies scored like three runs off a bunch of bloop singles. Harper hits a a home run in the 8th. It's like all of a sudden 8-2. The Phillies beat the Braves in that game. It wasn't particularly that close. Phillies... Move on to the National League Championship Series Against a San Diego Padres team That actually was doing pretty pretty well I mean, they, they eliminated the New York Mets One of the best teams in baseball They eliminated the Dodgers Who were the best I think they had the best record in baseball So this is a team that I was nervous about Game 1 Zach Wheeler's on the mound Vintage Zach Wheeler, guys I think this guy goes 7 or 8 innings Doesn't give a single run the Phillies scored two runs. The Bryce Harper hits a home run in like the third or fourth inning, and then Kyle Schwarber just kills this one ball. Yeah, this ball goes into like the third section of the outfield, this is just a shocker. This is probably I, I've seen some pretty big home runs in my life. This ball was crushed. The Phillies won the first game two nothing. Second game was a, I was frustrated. So the second game the Phillies. Jump off to a 4-0 lead. And I'm thinking, wow, if we win two, our, the two games in San Diego, we're we're cruising. We have Aaron Nola on the mound. The first three innings, Aaron Nola looks great. And for some reason, things start to fall apart. He gives up a home run, 4-1. No big deal. Next batter, next pitch, another home run. 4-2. We got ourselves a ball game. I think it was the sixth inning where he just kind of fell apart. He lost his command. And all of a sudden, it's I think it's like four-four. The 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 is tied up. They pull a Nola, and the ball pin gives up another three runs. I think the Phillies Fili- eventually lose that game five to eight. I'm not gonna. We don't want to talk about that game. They lost. We don't. That's not what we're here to talk about. the the The, the series is going to Citizens Bank Park. I was trying to get tickets, but they're all three hundred dollars or more. So my brother and I we went to Xfinity Live. And I can tell you, I never, I never watched a game on Xfinity Live before, but it was, the atmosf- atmosphere there was probably not that much different than the ballpark. So that was a close one. So I remember, I think it was, we were, a Schwarber, it's a leadoff home run. Uh, I think, and they the Puppies then tied up off an error or something like that. So it's 4, yeah, it's, yeah, so it's 1-1. One, one. Then all, I think some, in the middle innings, like the fifth or sixth inning, it was runners on second and third, G, two outs, and Gene Segura's at bat. Gene Segura is probably one of the best contact hitters. Like this is a team that doesn't do small ball; it's more of a long ball team. Gene Segura's is the one exception; he's the one guy who can do small ball. He hits a very like the most the biggest bloop single you ever see. It was barely into the outfield. But it was good enough to score two runs. The Phillies are up 3-1. I think the Padres score one more run. The Phillies did tag on another run. So I think this final score is 4-2. But I can't not mention Sir Dominguez gets six outs. The first Phillies pitcher gets six outs in a playoff game since Tug McGraw in 1980. It was like a year to the date, too. So great job on Dominguez. The Phillies also have a 2-1 lead in the series game four so game four not a feel good start for the Phillies the Phillies have barely faltered They're probably their worst pitcher he gives up four runs and gets pulled in the first and I'm thinking well I guess we're going to San Diego we're not going to sweep the series at home then all of a sudden the next game the next inning Schwarber walks Hoskins hits another two run home run Real Muto hits, a, I think, hits a single or walks. Harper hits, a, crushes a double, and the Phillies score three runs in the first. It's four to three. Then the Phillies tied it up. It's four to four. Uh, Juan Soto hits a two-run home run in the next inning, so the Phillies are down six to four. Next inning again, Schwarber walks. Har- Hoskins hits another two-run home run. This is a. I remember when Reese Hoskins first came up, he would hit like a home run every, at least one home run every day. Sometimes he hit like two home runs. He was a home run machine, and he's he's always been pretty good since then. But he's never been that that dynamic of a player. I was, I was always thinking, wouldn't it be great to see Reese Hoskins just do what he did in 2017 one more time? I think in the past f- two weeks we've seen the the Reese Hoskins that came up and let the road on fire. Cause he hit two home runs in a single game. So the Phillies are tied it up six uh, six, to six Uh Rio Muto gets on base and again and this time Harper hits a gigantic double to drive Rio Mitsu home. It's seven to six Phillies. Carl Kyle hits another mammoth home run to make it 8-6, I think, I think we scored two more runs I think the final score was Yeah, because Real Mutes hits another home run I think a two run home run So it's like 10-6 to six or something like that That's game 4 Game 5, the elimination game So I had goosebumps going to this game I don't know why I just like, I thought the Phillies Were going to start pressing themselves uh, Hoskin hits another Two run home run I uh, think they got the Phillies on the board 2-0 Hoskins hits a 2-1 home run on Harper. Juan uh, Soto hits a home run to make a 2-1. Zach Wheeler is a little shaky, but he gets through six innings of... He doesn't give up a run. Another great start from Zach Wheeler. Uh, the bullpen comes in, and Serenity Dominguez comes in. And I think he lets walks a guy and then gives up a double, and the Padres tie it up. And then he gets, there's a guy on third, and gives up two wild pitches. So a guy goes from second to third on a wild pitch, and then third to home on a wild pitch. Not the best game from Sanofi Dominguez. And that's, this is a guy who's been so good all season, and so good in the postseason in particular. He was pitching in horrible rainy conditions. He should not have had to do that. They should have called the game. They should have put a delay, but they did not. The Phillies are going to the eighth down, three to two. And I was I was ready to say this is just they were going to San Diego. I was thinking like, geez, if we're going back to San Diego, Nola struggled his last game. Nola's a guy who's a little hot and cold. He has some great moments early in the postseason. I don't know how I feel good about that. Then I don't know if we want to face an elimination game in game seven. I'm thinking like maybe this we weren't we maybe this wasn't our year after all. Maybe we won't go to the postseason. I'm saying wait, maybe we're just, maybe the World Series is gonna slip away from us. Rio Muto gets a walk or a single. I'm thinking like, oh, we got a little bit of life left. Bryce Harper comes to the plate. Bryce Harper, and I'm thinking they're gonna bring Josh Hader in, who's their All-Star closer. They did not. They left the Roberto Suarez, who's a good reliever in his own right, but he's not he's not a closer. He's a right-handed reliever facing a left-handed hitter and Bryce Harper. Uh I remember it was a one-two pitch. He throws a slider that I just knew was a strike, but just barely missed the zone. Harper takes it. Ball two. And I'm thinking we have some I I had a for some reason I had a good feeling. Next pitch is a fastball. Harper hits it the opposite way and i couldn't tell if it was going to be a double or a home run until it landed in the seats and it was a home run a two-run home run phillies are on top 4 to 3 going into the ninth inning uh david robertson's pitching for the phillies uh again he just does not have his command Get, gets one out gets two guys on base so They go to ranger suarez suarez has been a starting pitcher for the entire season last year he was like he started his, in the bullpen went to be a closer and then they moved him to the starting rotation and was good in all three roles so they brought him out to close the game um trent grisham is the potty's batter he does a sacrifice bunt which is probably the dumbest thing i've ever seen in baseball you know elimination game one out in the ninth and you sacrifice bunt and the next, the guy on deck's your number nine hitter he's a austin nola Aaron nola's brother he's a, he's a He's a guy in there for his defense He's a catcher And he is sacrificed bunt for that guy I think Austin Nola had Got two hits In the entire postseason And again they're sacrificing Bunting with one out So that was two outs Just to get two guys in the scoring position For Austin Nola One pitch Austin Nola, the fearsome hitter Pops up shallow right field Nick Castellanos catches it, series over, Phillies are going to the World Series. So that is, um, and that's the story of the Philadelphia Phillies in 2022. So what's next? They get to face the Houston Astros, so better hide the trash cans in the visitors' dugout in Citizens Bank Park. So the Astros are a very good team, we all know that. They are... Um, I think they're a loaded lineup Loaded pitching They're going to be a tough team to beat But this Phillies team has been a magical season Um, I, I just want everyone to just enjoy this moment Because I'm not sure if they're going to beat the Astros in the World Series If they don't, just appreciate the ride This is a team that has not been to the postseason 11 years And they are National League Championships Atlanta, Sorry, National League Champions and that's going to do it for this podcast. I just hope you guys enjoyed the series, enjoyed the season, and get ready for the World Series. And I'll catch you next time on Shooting the Bull with Tom Snow.
1: He knows it's
0: tough and sure enough it's shooting the bull.